You are listening to Phil Hewlett and Friends. I'm Phil Hewlett. I thank you for tuning in. This is the talk show where you get nothing but fun, informative, sometimes unexpected conversation about the stories you care about. You'll hear from the experts, authors, and others. And we hope to put a little smile on your face along the way. On today's show, the NFL season officially kicks off today. <laughs> Apple spoke to the crickets. <laughs> if you have uh, this health condition, you will probably rob a bank. Relationships from a man's perspective delivered by a woman. That'll be cool. What? And the top reasons we lie about our relationship status online. Oh, really? Yes. Joining me in the studio, you hear his voice. He's the host of the new show, Thrash Pie Radio, coming to a podcast outlet near you, Ted Thrash Pie Pritchard. All right, the Dateline is California. These West Coast stories just pot. They're the gift that keeps on giving. We have, um, you got a nice letter from the superintendent of schools in Los Angeles County that your kid's going to appear to be a lot more stupid <laughs> than you ever thought. Hey, if you listen to this show on iTunes, you're not stupid. Thanks for doing that. And please... Leave us a comment, will you? <laughs> Leave the comment and a five-star review there in iTunes. You help the show when you do that because the folks over at iTunes, they're geniuses. They read your comments, and it's it's an uplifting, symbiotic relationship. You write, they read, you're both smart people. And they sell the stuff to other people. And they notice your five-star reviews, and it helps us out a great deal. Thanks for that. And also, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. See how smart you are? <laughs> Let's get the show started, stupid. It's working. Uh, so uh, we had the SAT scores uh, a week or two ago. They're easy to figure uh, across out. the country, and, and it, more or less everybody is a dummy uh, when it comes to the standard testing process that we do of the the English and the math and the reading. Well, the California standards are no longer the only standards by which the kids out here are judged by. Yeah, okay? it's, it's so more of a national thing, isn't it's it? An, uh, now it is, and it's all connected to what people are complaining about loudly, which is Common Core, right? Yeah, and there's nothing the, common about kids the, these days. There's nothing, and the kids come home and say, well, you know, I get the five Fs because it's Common Core, Dad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, can I borrow the car? You are core. Still? You're hardcore, kid. And I need 20 bucks. Better get a tattoo on your neck. You're going to prison soon. Well, the fun part is that the uh, superintendent of the certainly the LAUSD, which is Los Angeles Unified School Dummies, yeah, uh, sent out a letter about a week ago and said, you know, if, the, if your kid comes home with horrible marks on this testing thing that we do every year yeah please don't be alarmed <laughs> it's not going to be their fault they're gonna they're in fact going to be worse what do they say they're, what are they saying it's there's a curve all the kids are relatively <laughs> stupid and yeah. ignorant and not learning much and so your kid you know by and large is more or less right in the middle of the cream sure the curves used to go upward now they go down they make mm -hmm. a big smiley face right so <laughs> yeah because if the kids uh, are considered to be doing poorly that reflects badly on the teachers and the cash that they get yes and so they've got to move keep moving the bar lower and lower so the teachers don't get any heat and they don't have to fire any of the bad ones. Well, the fun part is we discovered, and this might be one of the positive things. No. There's something positive in here? 39% of our kids are proficient. In what? In third grade math. Yeah. <laughs> third grade math. Uh, now, what is third grade I, my, math? My <laughs> your, your pluses and your minuses? I think you have to be able to write the numbers 1 through 10. Yeah. And maybe, yeah, it's it's addition and subtraction. Up it? to what? I don't know, because I don't know third the grade math. The 12s are hard. <laughs> 12 minus 8 is hard. I can hard. tell you right now, my son in third grade, that's when everything went south. Yeah. I did. There was homework assignments that, uh -huh. you know, me and his, he, my mom, his, what am I saying? His mom. His mom. And I had to do. Yeah. 
you know, that's when it got crazy. Yeah. That's, you know, uh, I started taking the pills then. That's, that's, oh, that's <laughs> Well, yeah, lucky uh, for I, us, I, you took the wrong pills I and think, you're still here. So the, the uh, I guess it all comes down to the teacher. And really, if the teacher inspires the kids. If they it, connect with the kids. Yeah, and every kid it has a different route to connection. And you have to somehow figure that out. I mean, I, I teach little kids uh, public speaking. And every kid in the class is different. They're third through sixth graders. And the sixth graders are too cool for school. Sure. They're hard to reach sometimes. So you've got to figure out one way to teach them. The third graders feel like they're in a room with a, a bunch of old people. Wait a minute. you got them all in the same room at all once? All in the same room. Whoa. It's like 15 to 20 kids. Wow. And uh, the third graders with the sixth graders, it's a weird mix because there's really a, a vast difference in their mental development. The age difference right then is just miles. Yeah. And I mean, so you've, for got, them. you've got to connect in, in different ways. Now, teachers very often in the elementary schools, they, they will have a couple of different grades in their classes these days. Oh, yeah. They, yeah. Do. they sure do. Yeah. And, but if you don't, and, I, and God bless them, they've got 40 kids in some of their classes, mm-hmm. and it's not easy to connect. You've got to have a teacher's aid and all of that, and, and right. it gets in a little unruly, and kids feel entitled these days, entitled to speak whenever they feel like it, even sure. when the teacher's speaking. No, Mommy tells them they can do that. Yeah, so it's not easy. But that's the trick. If you can inspire a majority of those 40 kids in that class to really love to learn and understand why they're learning and why they're in school, then you'll have better luck. But well, if you just show up and go through the paces and uh, collect your paycheck at the end of the day and know that no one's going to fire you because you're tenured, then uh, it's not going to work. Exactly. Now, now what uh, my observation was, and it's about public school, um, and this was Santa Monica Malibu uh, School District, not uh, LAUSD, uh, is that the curriculum hits about 30% of the kids. I mean, they get it. Yeah. You know, it's for them. Sure. Then there's about another 20 to 30 percent in the middle who kind of get it and pay attention sometimes. And then there was the, yeah. <laughs> the 30 percent my son was in, whereas there's one class in the entire four-year time mm-hmm. that worked for him. Yeah. So thankfully we had that. Yeah. And he had a mentor ultimately. Yeah. But just one out of all those years, out of all those teachers, yeah. one. Well, he made it to his 18th birthday, and that's something. He lived. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of the way you look at it. He could have turned to a life of crime. And he's in college. Yeah. How about that? God Is that something? Well, they'll let anybody in these days. <laughs> uh, the, the, this whole idea of uh, a life of crime, we're, we're, scientists think they've got a handle on whether you uh, have a proclivity toward that based on a certain test that you might get at the doctor's see, office. See, they're digressing. They're reverting to thinking that was, what, it's, it's this Margaret Sanger stuff, that people's head shape determines yeah. you know, whether or not they're going to commit crimes. Right. Let's try to understand why people commit crime, rather than just hate crime and put people in, uh, yeah, in you right. know. Yeah. No, let's kill the ones we think might. <laughs> so <laughs> What? So, uh, well, this is about low heart rate and those measurements across the country. Low heart rate, really? So, so now that, that, you know, data is so accessible mm-hmm. in mass quantities across the country, you got to understand people are sharing medical data. Yeah. So we look at, you know, heart rates, and then we compare it to something like procli- proclivity yes. to commit crime. Yeah. So they figure, okay, we'll just, we'll just marry these two ideas, whether or not it really makes any sense. Mm-hmm. And will determine, conclude, that is, that people with a heart rate of 60 beats per minute or less. Standing heart rate. Standing heart rate. Yeah. Resting heart rate. Resting heart, heart rate. rate. Heart rate of rest. Yeah. Uh, are more likely to commit crimes than others. And the reason is because people with that kind of heart rate can stand a hell of a lot of stress. Ah. Uh. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. So figure well, well, uh, like like jet pilots. So so low you, heart rate. Yeah. So you'll be you'll be at ease like a jet pilot. You'll be calm. Sure. Uh, with amid the uh, G force, but well, if you're going to rob a bank, you don't want to be nervous. You don't want to have a shaky hand when you're holding your fake gun. Right. The alarm goes the off. The the, the uh, you know the security guard pulls his piece. Got to keep your wits about there you. There you go. Got to yeah. think straight. Right. But also, if your heart rate is above eighty three. Yeah. At rest, then uh-huh. you know. Obviously, you should think of another career. Uh, I got you. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Good. Now, uh, <laughs> speaking Good. of data and dating, uh, that's what the the word data got me to thinking of dating and what do women really want in a guy, okay. and what do men really want in a woman? Shaved head, uh, and, tattoos. And, and I have a story that's a preview uh, to something we're going to talk about in our second hour, uh, vaguely. But uh, there's a new study out, and they've asked men and women, what they really want. And, and you'll be surprised. And, and men, uh, cancel that gym uh, membership now. That's all I'm telling you. And you want to hear <laughs> more of the results of this survey next here on Phil Hewlett and Friends. In sports, speed is everything. When it comes to headache relief, speed is the only thing. Introducing Goody's Headache Relief Shot, the all-new liquid fast formula. Just screw off the top, down the shot, and knock back pain for fast, long-lasting relief. Leave headache pain behind with Goody's Headache Relief Shot. Available now at Walgreens. I want to tell you about a spectacular dining experience. It's Ports of Call Waterfront Dining, award-winning service and cuisine with a view of the dynamic L.A. Harbor from every seat. Enjoy daily sunset specials as well as the South Bay's best champagne brunch. The outdoor harborside patio is a perfect setting for happy hour every weekday from 3 to 8. Ports of Call Waterfront Dining. For reservations and directions, visit portsofcalldining.com or call 310-833-3553. You're not kidding. It's Phil Hewlett and Friends, and you're listening to it. I'm Phil. Ted's here today. And Match.com recently asked members to describe what they find most attractive about the opposite sex. Okay. Then they came up with what they call the ideal man and the ideal woman. So since it's a, a weird composite, it really doesn't make sense, but whatever. Here we go. Guys want a woman with blue eyes. Long, dark, brown hair, who's a career-driven doctor. Wait a minute. Blue eyes? Really? Blue eyes and brown hair. Yeah. Okay, brunette I get. But, you know, blue-eyed people are actually going away on this planet. Did you know that? Yeah, I did. It's a, it's a recessive gene. We you know, Take a good look at me, yeah. pal. Yeah, that's why the guys who sell the, the blue contact lenses are, are making uh. big bucks. Anyway, a career-driven doctor with a strategically placed tattoo <laughs> and spends her free time swimming. Are you strategically placed? Stri- wait, wait, wait a minute. This is almost, whoa, 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 this almost like an episode of Seinfeld, isn't it? it, it where does this tattoo go? Strategically. Oh. It's, it's one that causes your mind. I get to pick. It causes your mind to imagine what where the rest of the tattoo is. So maybe it's maybe poking out of the top of the. Uh, poking out of her thong the the underneath pe- her doctor's. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> yeah. That's just totally unrealistic, and yeah. I like it. Strategically okay. placed. Okay. Very good. Women. <laughs> Want a guy with short, dark brown hair. Yeah. Sorry, most guys have uh, gray yeah. hair. We just uh, mm-hmm. don't tell you about it. Uh, dark brown hair. Mm. Blue eyes. Again, mm. with the blue eyes. I win. A dad bod. Now, what do you think a dad bod is? That's uh, You let the six-pack go. <laughs> it's under there somewhere. 
The six pack has a koozie around it. <laughs> right? Yeah, and a, what he's got a wife beater shirt on and yeah. big beer gut. Right. Right. Yeah, okay. S- sitting in go. a chair with a can of soft is what we're call- not not, you know, not huge. Oh, oh, cuddly. But soft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you could probably snap into shape if there's any muscle memory left, but soft. <laughs> snap. So the definition of snap, please. Yeah. Like, what? Ten years? I don't know. Fifteen. Six straight. <laughs> six straight weeks in the gym because you have that uh, membership anyway, and you never use it, mm. and then you give up again. He just showers there. That's right. So the dad bod and an executive job. Oh. Oh. So you got to be a slob, but you have to be a CEO. And, you know, you, you clean up nice in a suit if you've got a dad bod. Okay. And uh, finally, you have to have a dog. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, uh, but again, these are composites. Somehow uh, <laughs> we're thinking a single guy with long, dreamy hair right. and six-pack abs will do just fine. All right. So the, but the, the guy with the shaved head... And the, uh, you know, the Pacific Islander tattoos around his arm <laughs> and, you know, the pants hanging down so that his butt cracks show. And yeah. that guy's now out of fashion? I guess so. I, my daughters would call that guy a douche. <laughs> that's what the kids are calling him these days. <laughs> yeah, the cargo pants, was what, that's what clued you in, right? Yeah, right. Wasn't the head, wasn't the tats. He has a dog. But, but he, has, he, he has a big pickup truck, too. Sure. Yeah. And he no, doesn't pick up after the dog. No, he doesn't. That's <laughs> that monstrous St. Bernard yeah. drop yeah. a coiler. Now, the guy's uh, interesting. Wow. Interestingly enough, I mean, a lot of the uh, the uh, the appearance of the guys that my uh, daughters call uh, the douche was, was built around the guys that went to the first casting call for America. Remember the TV show American Gladiators? Sure. Yeah. The, this was back in 1989 when it debuted. The first six gladiators on that show were supposed to be named Catalyst, uh, and spelled more like a uh, like a Roman style. Exactly, Catalyst. I was going to say C A T T A L U S. Right, right. Dominoes, mm. Evander. What? Lace. Oh, Evander Holyfield was big then, right? Yeah, yeah. Lace. Okay. Willie and Zap. Okay, now Lace was a man. No, a woman. They're oh, a woman. Okay. They're three guys and three women. <laughs> Lace and Zap survived, and nope. both and both were uh, women, if I recall. Zap was a woman. Yeah, the other four were renamed to sound cooler before the show debuted, and and they ended up with uh, the other four: Malibu. No, that, that was a guy. guy was just Nitro. That was a guy. Gemini was uh, a guy, and Sunny. So they had Sunny, Lace, and Zap, and then uh, Malibu, Nitro, and Gemini. God, what people will buy into? Yeah. Oh, right, man. And you know another thing people buy into. Since uh, we started building uh, track homes here in America, sure, and there was the post World War II boom, right, and uh, all the track homes and Levittown. everybody moving in all at the same time, and the average uh, square foot of a home at the time was uh, was was huge by those standards, and it was about eight hundred square feet. Eight hundred. That was a big house. Wow. Because prior to that, the, the homes were in the four to six hundred square foot range. Now, yep, up, up the mobile home park, you know, we're yeah. all averaging about fourteen hundred. Houses built last year in the United States averaged. This is average. So that, that takes the McMansions into uh, consideration. Uh, and the, the Grizzlies. And the smaller two-bedroom starter homes that, okay. that they're building. They still build those. The average house that was built in the U.S. last year was uh, just a, a smidge under 2,600 square feet. That's big. Yeah. That, no, that's big. What is that? Three bedrooms and two full baths and S- something like that. Maybe and four. A living maybe, room. Maybe and a, a dining an room. office or a rumpus room. Do they still have rumpus rooms? I don't know what kind of rumpus. Has is anybody? Going on. Yeah. Has anybody ever participated in rumpus? If I've so, had could you tell me rumpuses, what it is? But they were in the back seat of a car, <laughs> a Volkswagen. Yeah. Think about that. 
Yeah. Now, do you like the uh, uh, the, the tight or the cushy rumpuses? The tight. <laughs> But, oh, we're back to the first story about what um, people like in, yeah. uh, in a relationship. Uh, realistic, right? Mm-hmm. Brown hair. Uh, now, Apple made their big announcement, and uh, people were, had high expectations. And, well, and now uh, the fact is you're the only person still talking about it. The deal is uh, the people that woke up after the, you know, the <laughs> announcement, yeah. I, I imagine you know, they, they have those big things. And you would think that... Uh, you know, Steve Jobs was the guy that invented, you know, renting a theater and getting up in front and got the microphone and yeah. talking to people and giving the rah-rah speech. And this is the new iPhone. Yeah. And everybody gets, you know. Yay! And they all cheer yeah. and they don't even know what's in it. They just, a, they're looking at a piece of equipment and yeah. everybody stands up and cheers for There's it. A puddle in every chair. Yeah. And they move on from there. And, you know, it's actually been going on for, for a long, long time. The guy that for, that created Polaroid Land, a guy named Edwin Land. Yeah. He would rent theaters all the time and give speeches and, you know, all yeah. that kind of shit. He'd get everybody drunk. Bill Gates would do those, too, uh, for uh, Microsoft. Every so, time they had a new version of Windows, he'd have a big uh, bust-out meeting. And I hate to be uh, sound stupid because it's my story, but uh, the guy running Apple now is Tim Cook. Right, Tim Cook. Yeah, Tim Cook. Did, did you almost forget? I did. You know, he's, well, bless his heart. I think he's doing the best he can. Yesterday, the announcement was a bigger iPad. <laughs> Two new iPhones. Yeah, right. Whatever. Improvements to the Apple Watch. Oh, so that more people will be interested in buying one. Perhaps. Yeah. Those two people were at the a meeting yesterday. Two people? Internet television system now that's the biggie as far as i'm concerned the apple tv and the whole synergy of the you know your your can you pick up local channels i don't think so i think it's pretty much all uh a la carte shopping. And, oh so can you buy for instance mm-hmm, hbo uh on the apple tv yeah. you don't know well i don't know that you know they didn't mention that with the big the big stress of the story is the synergy between your devices yeah. and the apple tv and the product that they're going to be you mm-hmm. know everybody's getting into the in the production business yeah well more like uh, how androids have been for a long time <laughs> <laughs> pretty much you know i'm one of these dyed in the wool apple people so yeah. i get well and then here's the biggie uh-huh. for an extra 100 bucks in one of the uh, that you can use on one of the new iPhones yeah the Apple Pencil. No, please. Can, what is an Apple Pencil? Can you say, uh, what was a stupid thing years ago with the, you know, the... The stylus? The, you know, the stylus with the, with, the, with the memo pad that you carried around that was a... What the hell was that? Star an electronic Cal- memo pad? Yeah, it was... Uh, well, it sure was popular. I have no recollection yeah. <laughs> of that ever being around. Well, it was what the... Oh, never mind. Never mind. It just sounds yeah, stupid. Yes, but the Apple Pencil. It, do you put it in the sharpener? It sticks, you know, it goes like in your... Uh, there's a place for it in the... Uh, in, the in your phone. One of the new iPhones. So you it's like a stylus. Out, you can write... It's, it is a stylus. Oh. They're calling it a pencil so that people will believe it's more accessible to their... Oh. Way of thinking. Hand me that pencil. Well, I get to, I got, I think I told you a little while ago, I just got the, uh, you know, the email. It says, news from our September 9th event, and what's there? Nothing. It's, it's a blank screen. It's a blank <laughs> screen. <laughs> so there was no news. Yeah. End of story. Oh, great. Okay, good. Um, well, bottom line is, this pencil thing's not going to work because no. we had the results of how smart people are. They're not very smart. And so how long will it be before somebody pulls one of these Apple pencils out of their phone and sticks it in a pencil sharpener? There you go.
and they'll find out that it's made of space-age polymers, and, and they'll not only ruin their sharpener, they'll never be able to use their Apple Pencil again. Or in again. a case of office sexual harassment, pokes a guy's eye out. Yes, exactly. Now, what, what people should really know, and I don't know if Tim Cook announced this at the Apple meeting or not, but uh, how good is that Apple Pencil at, uh, at picking a little ear out of, uh, wax out of your ear, <laughs> right? Well, if you, wanna, if, if, if you don't have your keys with you, here's what pe- Here's what people are up to when it comes to the Internet, and this is good news if you want to openly advertise how into porn you are. The website Pornhub.com now has its own clothing line. I don't have their T-shirt yet. Could no? I have the address? They launched a new website yesterday called PornHubApparel.com where they're <laughs> selling hats, shirts, and sweatshirts. And one shirt that they're selling is all white with the phrase, uh, Zone out with your bone out. <laughs> Written on the front. Uh, now, people are going to walk around with this, and I just said it, and I feel dirty for saying it. Uh-huh. Uh, it's also available in a tank top or a hoodie. Uh, so uh, if you're wondering what to get Grandma for Christmas, there you go. And apparently some people really are proud of their porn-watching habits, though. One shirt they're selling shows a woman pulling her top up like she's flashing the camera, but instead of her body, she's Photoshopped onto a shirtless guy. Uh, and I don't get that, but hey, we'll see it. Okay. And, and uh, it also says Pornhub in big letters in the corner. So well, really, it's, they want. it's an advertising campaign. They're driving more, traffic. More than anything else. I cannot wait to see a certain movie. I keep seeing the trailers for it and the, the commercials for it. It's this one where the where the grandma asks the little girl to help her clean it. Oh, yeah. Get in the oven and help her clean it. The visit. Yes. Oh, and we have uh, uh, our guest movie reviewer. She's been on the program before from the Long and Late Movie Show podcast. She's great. Her name's Shira Selko, and she joins us live to talk about The Visit and Perfect Guy next right here on Phil Hewlett and Friends. Did you remember what that thing was called with the, the, the thing that people did with the... The thing. Yeah. With, well, the, with the thing. It's a Palm Pilot. Oh, lots of people had a Palm Pilot. See what I mean? They were very trendy for about six months and then yeah. gone. Gone. That whole company is but gone. They had a stylus. More or less. Yeah. Right. You know, the Black, Blackberry you ever, Company's gone. Did you ever, ever try to sell uh, a Palm Pilot like on eBay or anything? Yeah. yeah. Like three bucks. Hey, our regular movie guy, uh, Manny the Movie Guy, is, uh, I, I th- he's, is he in prison today no we don't know where he is Manny? no he's fine he's he wouldn't he's make fine. it in prison pal no, no he just can't make it today no okay no he would run the place <laughs> he would run he would rule the, no, the roost you're probably right fashion tips for everybody and uh, when manny's uh, not here we don't go uh, second rate no we we have uh, some of the best people to go to to give us movie reviews and uh, i uh, submit to you uh, one of the hosts of the Long and Late Movie Show podcast, and if you haven't heard this podcast, you need to go subscribe to it now because it's one of the best ones out there, especially when it comes to movies. You're, they don't take any guff over there at that program. The show, the movie is either good or it's bad, and, and they'll tell you why. And they don't always agree with each other, and sometimes there's blood, and sometimes there's crying. And uh, the one who rarely cries but often uh, submits others to uh, a, a bleeding process is Shira Selko, and she joins us live now. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me. I think I'm rather accurate with the description, right? You're the one with the whips and chains. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's 100% true. In fact, I'm going to change the bio on iTunes. Exactly <laughs> what you just said. <laughs> Good to know. Shira, it's always great to have you on the program, and, and uh, I'm glad you're here now because I've been a fan of M. Night Shyamalan, and I've kind of been his cheerleader in hopes that he would uh, get that that magic back that he had with his first couple of movies. And there have been some uh, stinkers out there, and, and everybody's had high hopes for him. And now there's this movie that looks absolutely creepy. Uh, it's uh, it, it looks like Hansel and Gretel on steroids, hmm. and yes. it's, it's called The Visit. And have you seen it yet? Have not seen it yet. I am hearing very good things from friends of mine, uh, friends of the show, I should say, that are super into horror. Wow. So that is that is really promising to me. I'm hearing that he's getting some of his creative flow back. It's really been a long time coming, like you said. So yeah. uh, uh, Hansel and Gretel on crack is exactly kind of what the feeling I get is when I see this this uh, trailer and just getting get inside the oven to clean it creeps me out every single time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> oh man, it is so perfect in her sweet little grandma voice. I hope she's super evil. Yeah, yeah, right. Now, can we agree that uh, M. Night Shyamalan's low point was that movie about the lady in the pool? Oh, we can absolutely agree. What was that movie called again? The Woman in the Pool. The Lady in the Pool? What was it? I just, I just call it Bryce Dallas Howard in the Pool. Yeah, exactly. That was the worst. Uh, that was his low point. You know, he had a nice really run. Bad. He had a nice run with Bruce Willis. A- amazing run. Yeah. And, and I even thought I even thought the village um, brought yeah. back some, and I know a lot of people hate this movie. I am not in, in that camp. I actually quite enjoyed it and thought it was completely out of like out of left field, super creative and different. And that's the kind of thing I'm looking for from this movie. So yeah. I'm hoping he delivers. Yeah, hopefully he's back for sure. All right, we're looking forward to seeing that movie for sure. And uh, and how perfect is the perfect guy or not? <laughs> Oh gosh, you know I've had this experience more than once. <laughs> what can I, you know, what can I say? I'm a good-looking female. It happens, but yeah. um, <laughs> I, th- I think uh, I think we always kind of gravitate to enjoying these types of movies. Um, you know, seemingly nice guy turns crazy. Uh, I think we saw this with that Jennifer Lopez movie enough. Um, and but like- did anybody see that movie though? That's uh, that's the thing. Yeah, and by we've seen it, I mean like the three people that contributed to the box office growth yeah. uh, for that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think there's always something interesting about this storyline, and uh, I just I actually hope it's super cheesy and hammy. That's really what I want to see out of it. Yeah, I want to have some fun with it. All right. Now there's uh, one more uh, movie out there, and I, I don't know if you know anything about it, uh, but it's apparently out in wide release. It's a Samuel Goldwyn uh, distribution deal uh, with uh, Kate Bosworth and Hayden oh. Christensen. It's called Ninety Minutes 90 in Heaven. Ninety Minutes in Heaven. Yeah. I don't know anything about that one. You know, it's funny. I follow Kate Bosworth on Instagram, and she has been really promoting this movie heavily. And I still have no idea what it's about. Yes, and, and I'm looking online, and I can't find anything about it, other than it's opening wide and it's PG-13, meaning that it's uh, it may be family fair. Yeah, I mean, so we'll maybe get one F-bomb in there, which is always nice, a yeah. nice treat. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know the plot at all. I just, uh, I think that her husband is a, either a filmmaker, film producer, and he's involved in the film as well. Uh-huh. So, I mean, your guess is as good as mine on this one. Okay. Wow. Uh, see, uh, after all that buildup, what do you, what are we doing here? You don't know anything about the weekend's <laughs> movies, do you? <laughs> I haven't seen any of them yet, but I, I, I mean, I, I think the visit's going to be the winner this weekend for sure. Yeah. Um, although Michael Ealy, who's starring in The Perfect Guy, has a lot of fans, and mm-hmm. he has been in some really great movies um, about last night. 
that came out a few months ago. Uh, people really liked him in that. He's starting to become more of a more of that leading man. Yeah. Um, and he's always played such a sweetheart. It'll be nice to see him in a more villainous role. So. Okay. Let me see. I'm going to play a little game with myself here and and figure out which movie you're most looking forward to in the next couple of weeks. And let's see. The choices are Black Mass, Captive, Maze Runner. Uh, the Green Inferno, Hotel Transylvania 2, The Intern, The Martian, um, the Steve Jobs movie. Uh, nobody's going to see that except uh, Apple Geeks. Uh, let's see. Right, right. I'm, I'm going with Black Mass. That's going to be the movie you're most looking forward to. You are 100% correct. Yeah. I cannot wait for this to be And tell out. us why. I mean, the whole story of Whitey Bulger, I feel like it's not, I mean, I think it's a, I don't know how well known the story it is. I think it's fascinating. And I don't think we've yet to see, uh, certainly not a film about, about his life, but. Um, and isn't this the role Johnny Depp has needed? So finally, he's not a cartoon character uh, of, a, uh-huh. a, of Jack Sparrow. He's not a, a reincarnation. Every one of his movies is that stupid Jack Sparrow uh, character, just with a different accent. It's totally true. It's either Tim Burton, Jack Sparrow, it's always. Like you said, some kind of a cartoon character. I think we finally get to, like... I have Edward scissor hands, and I'm happy with that. Okay, let's move on. Do something different. Yeah, just the one is good. I'm fine with the one. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, I think this is going to be a a runaway winner. Um, I I cannot wait to see it. He is going to absolutely kill it in this role. Um, He needs an Oscar. The guy needs an Oscar already. Yeah, and it's about time we had a movie with Kevin Bacon in it, by the way. (laughs) You know, the guy gets no work. No, he doesn't. Really, really really great indie movie that just came out. Um, I think you can get it on VOD with Kevin Bacon. It's called Cop Car. Yeah. Like, it's phenomenal. So I recommend that movie. I Uh, I just saw it uh, last week. It just was released on VOD. You've just closed the degrees of separation, and we appreciate that. Sira Selko, (laughs) uh, everybody, please, if you you enjoy the podcast and whatever it is that you use, your iTunes or your Spreaker, or uh, there's so many different ways to find a podcast, look for the Long and Late Movie Show and subscribe to it, and you will thank me later. Sira Selko, thanks for being on the program. (laughs) Thank you guys so much. Always a pleasure. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks. All right, there she goes. Uh, So... what do you say, Ted? You go well, to any of the movies this weekend? Well, I'm gonna. I'm wondering. See, uh, my favorite horror movie of all time, because a friend of mine wrote it, is The Conjuring. Oh, that wasn't bad. That that was awesome, and yeah. it holds the the uh, the box office. I think for opening for a horror movie for mm-hmm. the genre. Yeah. I think for uh, a total gross for the genre. I think. I think. But I, I know a guy wrote it. Kerry Hayes wrote it along with his brother. Yeah. And. Um, Good folks. Yeah. Great movie. And yeah, I just wonder. The Visit reminds me, I, you know, I know that it's, it's uh, Shyamalan, and I know he's a you know, heavyweight guy in, the, in that genre. Yeah. I just I kind of looked like it was going to be somewhat formulaic. Yeah, Grandma's going to kill the kids. Okay, I get Cartoony. it. Cartoony. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Up next, a uh, little preview. The NFL is actually kicking off, I believe, tonight, a little Thursday night football. Right. And uh, Ted's going to tell us all about it and uh, whether... Uh, uh, what's his name? Pretty Boy is actually going to start the game tonight. We'll tell you all about that next right here on Phil Hewlett and Friends. In sports, speed is everything. When it comes to headache relief, speed is the only thing. Introducing Goody's Headache Relief Shot, the all-new liquid fast formula. Just screw off the top, down the shot, and knock back pain for fast, long-lasting relief. Leave headache pain behind with Goody's Headache Relief Shot. Available now at Walgreens.
Here's a great idea for your next outing. A cruise of the L.A. Harbor on a Spirit Cruises yacht. Whether you have a large party, a company outing, wedding reception, a reunion, or you need the perfect setting for a romantic evening, Spirit Cruises offers everything you need to relax and enjoy your time on the water. For a limited time, enjoy Sunday brunch at Portsacal Waterfront Dining right next door, and the first Spirit Cruises Harbor Cruise of the Day is free. For more information, call 310-548-8080 or visit spiritmarine.com. NFL football starts tonight, and uh, according to a new survey, most of us would prefer to watch the game from our couch than actually go to the game. 70% of football fans said they'd rather have friends over to watch the game than actually go to the game with them. And here are five more random stats from this survey that was uh, recently taken. Uh, One out of four fans said they have friends over to tailgate before a game at least four times a year. 30% 30% said uh, that uh, if they could upgrade one thing for football season, it would be their grill. Huh. Because apparently everyone already has a huge TV at this point. Uh, <laughs> the celebrity we'd most like to invite over for football is Will Ferrell. Huh. He got uh, 57% of the vote. It's not clear who the other choices were, though, uh, on this. And if, if we could talk football with anyone during a game, it would be our dad who got 34% of the vote, followed by Mike Ditka with 24%. Oh, my God. So, uh, and then finally, one-third of fans say they go on social media during halftime compared to 23% who claim they still go outside to throw a football around during halftime. Well, how much do you think it costs to go to a Get the cheap seats. Get the nosebleeds. What do you, what do you think? All is? right, parking's going to cost 20 25 bucks these days. Easy. Yeah. And the cheap seats are going to be twenty, twenty-five bucks. I think they're going to be fifty to seventy-five. Are they really? I'm thinking. Okay, so I haven't even priced it. Without a hot dog and a beer, you're already one hundred and fifty bucks. Sure, at least. Oh, think about it. For two people. Okay, I'm twenty-eight years old. My wife is Mm twenty-three. We have two little children. Yeah. And I want to go to the NFL game. It's going to cost me five hundred dollars. Yeah. Yeah. I can't afford that. And sometimes people save up, and maybe they're in. uh, California, and they're Green Bay Packers fans. Oh, boy. And they buy one of those Packers oh experience things yep. online. And, okay, now they're five grand, and they get to sit uh, behind the bench mm-hmm. and take off their shirt on national TV in 30, mm. degree, uh, 30 below zero weather. Got a neighbor, yeah. uh, Chuck Cohen, great photography, Academy Award-nominated guy years ago for a documentary. Yeah. He goes to see the Packers. Yep. I told him, Chuck, look, one of these days you st- got to stop being a tourist. You've been out here 30 years. Yeah. You're still a tourist. Yeah. Okay. You're going back, you're going back to Green Bay. Yeah. And he, he, he took his son with him, which is a cool thing. They had yeah. a good time. But he wears the, ah, uh, he won't stop. Start, tell him to buy, or why don't you do this? Why don't you just buy him one of those uh, bogus, bogeyed up uh, shirts that they're selling on, online? Oh, he, Get him a, a Carson Chargers oh. jersey. Hey, nice. Yeah. And, and uh, right? Yeah. It's going to happen, isn't it? it? It very well could. Yeah. So anyway. All right. Chuck's fine. a great guy. So who's, who's playing tonight? Well, who else? Who else is going to play tonight? It's got to be the Patriots. Yeah. Because of, you know, all of the hullabaloo that's been going on for the, what, is it the last year? since yeah. the Deflategate. Since, since, boom, the cannon went off and ended the last Super Bowl. This sure. has been going on. Yeah. So it's Patriots Steelers tonight, and Brady's going to play. Now, and, now he, didn't he have some kind of health issue? I couldn't answer that. No, you know, he's, his health issue should be having a heart attack from being all over Gis- Giselle Bunchin. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I wish him a would heart that, attack. Would that kill you? Uh, yeah, me. I'd walk in the room. Boom. Hi, Giselle. Yeah, I'm done. Done. <laughs> it's over. Yeah. Anyway, so and yeah. she has a little accent too, doesn't she? Oh my God, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, she's well, you know. And, Am and, I torturing you? He's a pretty cool guy, though. You got to admit, it. come on. Tom, yeah, but Tommy he gets but, that. But he's married to Giselle Bunch. Married to Giselle Bunch. Yeah, I think she makes almost as much as he does. Supermodel. Yeah. Still super. Super. Yeah. Three kids. Or how many kids they have? Got two or three? I don't know. So what, when a supermodel has a baby, what happens? Do they staple that thing up and uh, it, it fix the belly and and the stretch marks and all that sort of thing that happens? I think naturally? it's genetic with them. You know, like some fat people are fat. Yeah. And they can't help it. So she's uber. She, she's uber hot. Before and, and can't after. Help it. Yeah, right. <laughs> Snaps right back into shape. Yeah, 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 right. Just like a rubber band. Yeah. Pal. All right. So what, what yeah. should we look out for tonight? Uh, the Patriots are going to win by uh, like 30 points, I think right? so, because a whole bunch of them are hurt on both sides, and I can't name all those guys, but they're all on steroids. But this and game so counts, and so the Patriots want to go uh, through the season without sure. losing a game. Probably. Just that's, like anybody else does. Yeah. So I, want, uh, I think the over is like 38, which means that's the total amount of points scored. In the game. All right. Right? So it's going to be uh, I think uh, 28 to 10. It's something like that. Yeah. Something like that. With a field goal, that, well, actually 28 to 10, it couldn't be that. Because I get bored with pro games because usually it's a field goal at the end. Yeah. Two seconds ago, and the guy, oh. Giselle Bunchen has had three babies. I think so. Yeah. Two or three. That. I don't know. There's See people that lady? listening to me. Saying, Ladies, does that, make you, does that make you feel uh, uh, upset in any way? How does that make you feel? Does it make you utter... Uh, almost in a in a Tourette's way. Does it make you, <laughs> does it make you utter the the b word? In a Tourette's when, way, yeah. <laughs> not bunching, but the other one. Now, uh, speaking of babies, and you study rank the best states to have a baby. Uh, they, it's not they, California. They look for things like number of pediatricians per capita, how much maternity leave women get, and how much it costs to give birth at a hospital. And Vermont took the top spot. Jeez. What do they have total like total free health care? I don't Vermont? know. It's cold in Vermont, but they must have a lot of uh, pediatricians per capita. There aren't as many people in Vermont as right. there are. So in other if states. they have six pediatricians, they've got it knocked. Yeah, that's one. That's one <laughs> to ten. <laughs> they got it handled. Yeah, it's not only sixty people. Right. right? The rest of the top ten are North Dakota. Hmm. Really? Wait, wait. Isn't North Dakota where all the uh, fracking is going on? These I think days? so. But uh, also, North Dakota is a place where, for about nine months out of the year, you don't want to go outside. So there you are. How is that? Good to have a baby there. Room and board's taken care of. Oregon. Okay, Oregon, I believe. Yeah. You can also off yourself in Oregon. Right. And also, <laughs> if, you're, if you're a kid, your prospects are good for work right when you're in high school because you, when in, in Oregon, when you go to a gas station, you're not allowed to pump you're your own gas. You're not I was going to say that. You can't yeah. pump your own gas. Yeah. I got admonished a couple of years oh, ago. Oh, yeah. yeah. What are you doing? I got a job uh, exactly. here. You're trying to take my job away? I'm Mr. a union guy. Yeah. Come on. Right. Somebody call the steward. Uh, Hawaii. Really? Yeah. Best state to have a baby. Oh, best state. Okay. Yeah. Minnesota. You have to say it that way. Sure. Kentucky. Got to eat lots of meat and cheese up there. Kentucky. Really? Maine. Now, that's Maine, for the most part, is the boonies. Eh, it's Canada. It practically is. <laughs> uh, talk about boonies. Wyoming is on the list. Really? Yes. Yeah, this is, this is mind-blowing. Iowa. And uh, if we're into the boonies, Alaska. Hmm. And that, those are the... Top ten on this on the list. Boy, those people got nothing else to do up there. But by the way, kids. Uh, if you want to give a guess, which what came in last? Which state? California. No. no. Uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, let's think. You know, People's Republic of California. New York. No. All right. And I'll spell it. M I crooked letter crooked letter I crooked letter crooked letter I humpback humpback I. Mississippi. Mississippi is the worst That's state right. to have a child in. Followed by Pennsylvania and West Virginia. Oh boy. And by the way, it now costs an average of ten thousand two dollars to have a baby at a hospital. The cheapest state to give birth is North Dakota. Most expensive, New Mexico. 
So what's the copay on, on the ten grand? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, you're paying half. Uh huh. Easy. No, you're not going home with that baby till you pay up. That's right. Well, you know, they threw us out after three days. Did they really? Santa Monica, St. John's. No sure. Kidding. Oh, yeah. Got three days. They, a lot of times. Zip it up. The hospital tries here. to make you feel like they're going to hold your baby hostage. <laughs> you don't pay. A lot of kids, they want them out of there. But. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> we need space. Already, yeah. We need space. Now, on the other side of the spectrum, we had to... Uh, um, We've been talking about Ashley Madison's website, uh, Ashley The gift that keeps giving. Yeah, and it seems like every program we have something new to talk about uh, with this thing. And uh, again, uh, just to be honest, i got to be completely clean on this. I never did and still do not have an Ashley Madison account. Okay, I don't either. And you can look that up now because everybody's name is, is available it's online. It's yep. all public. So yep. I can honestly say, and nobody can catch me in a lie, that it's not me. Now, there is another Phil Hewlett out there. He's a Baptist minister. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's not on the list either, but I can't speak from absolute uh, uh, confirmation on that. Well, they're so. mostly government employees on there, aren't they? Mostly, yeah. <laughs> mostly. Now, uh, somebody who's been going through the files there at Ashley Madison, uh, the ones that were leaked, uh, they put together a list of the most common passwords people use there. So perhaps you can figure it out and log in under somebody else's name and see what they're up to. <laughs> Uh, they haven't analyzed all of them yet, but so far the most common ones they've found are also the most common passwords on pretty much any website. One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay. And the word password. Hmm. Uh, but here are among some of the others worth mentioning. The uh, naughty P word that's a <laughs> synonym for cat is the <laughs> sixth most positive, popular password. The, uh, the word C- Wait a minute, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Everybody can use the same one? You can't do that. Well, no, it's if, incorporated. No, in see, here's what you're going to do. You're going to find somebody's name, right. you know, like Bob Politician. and you Mike put, Stark. And, we'll yeah, look you that put in up. the name, <laughs> and then where password comes in, you try one of these, uh, one of these and see if it works. Uh, the word secret is seventh most popular. Dragon is eighth. Uh, for some reason, ginger is tenth. Hmm. Help me is twelfth. Camaro is 16th most popular, <laughs> and I love you with spaces in between is 72nd. Yes. So there, try the one, two, three, four, five, six, and password first. So and, it, it yeah. just goes to show you how really uncreative a person you are if you're going on Ashley Madison to get some action. Yeah. And all you can think of is I love you. Yeah, right. And you're serious. Yeah, come okay. up with. A, I mean, don't you? Uh, the whole th- spirit of Ashley Madison is that you want to stay under the radar. Hey, you want to be the king of, you know, Poon or something. Yeah. I don't know. God. <laughs> I don't know. Come on. No, me neither. Sheesh. Well, that first hour went by fast, and we have so much packed into the second hour that if uh, you didn't bring your uh, packing tape, you're out of luck, sir. <laughs> Including. Breaking the vacation mold and trying a trip with some purpose. Do you have a purpose-driven vein in your body? I hope so. (laughs) Uh, Relationships for guys. Everything you need to know about what women do and why. Uh Of course, you have no clue, but our guest will explain all of this for you. That and more coming up in the second hour of Phil Hewlett and Friends. Enjoy the music for a minute. Sports, speed is everything. When it comes to headache relief, speed is the only thing. 
Introducing Goody's Headache Relief Shot, the all-new liquid fast formula. Just screw off the top, down the shot, and knock back pain for fast, long-lasting relief. Leave headache pain behind with Goody's Headache Relief Shot. Available now at Walgreens. I want to tell you about a spectacular dining experience. It's Ports of Call Waterfront Dining, award-winning service and cuisine with a view of the dynamic L.A. Harbor from every seat. Enjoy daily sunset specials as well as the South Bay's best champagne brunch. The outdoor harborside patio is a perfect setting for happy hour every weekday from 3 to 8. Ports of Call Waterfront Dining. For reservations and directions, visit portsofcalldining.com or call 310-833-3553. You are listening to Phil Hewlett and Friends. This is hour two of the talk show where you get nothing but fun, informative, sometimes unexpected conversation about the stories you care about. You'll hear from the experts, authors, and others. And we hope to put a little smile on your face along the way. This hour, you've seen it on the news, just a massive exodus out of the Mideast. Where are they all going? Uh, Some may come here. We'll wait and see on that. But there's uh, an interesting story, a humanitarian story in here that we'll uncover for you and that's coming up in just a moment also this hour break the mold get out of that same old same old vacation that you take and how about having a purpose-driven vacation whatever that means we have marco aguilar travel guy extraordinaire joining us in a little bit and also men we know you're confused about women why not ask a woman who has come to terms with how confusing she is (laughs) <laughs> and she'll be here in the studio to give you some common sense advice as to uh, how to navigate your way around all things female. That and more in this hour. Uh, Ted Thrashpie Pritchard is here in the studio with me. I'm Phil Hewlett. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, I'm right, am I not? There's a, a nice humanitarian story to tell. A tremendous humanitarian story, but it ha- has to do with, you know, this 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 situation in the Middle East that's not only been brewing since since uh you know we invaded years ago but the uh the whole idea of refugees leaving that area it's been going on for a long long time sure sure, sure of, course, um, it, of course it has just to give you an example uh and not just syria either i mean this is you know syria libya egypt uh, egypt yeah name a country over yeah. there and, you know, God bless my, my neighbors who are in their 80s now. They split from Iran in 1979. Mm-hmm. Luckily, they yeah. got out of there yeah. then. Well, in 2009, there were estimated to be some 11,000 refugees leaving Syria. All right. They're measuring Syria. Yeah. In 2011, this is post-Arab Spring, about 65,000. Yeah. So they estimate last year, 2014, a quarter of a million. We were talking earlier. I bet you're right. I bet it's double that yeah. in, in, in 2015. Mm-hmm. People are well, getting out. They don't see much on the upside for staying. And most of the Euro- Western European countries, and even the United States to a great degree, are you know, pretty impotent about what they're doing with these people. These are human lives over there. Yeah. People need to be taken care of. Yeah. And first, pla- the first thing they need is to get the hell out of the Middle East. Yeah. <laughs> and that's and, what they're doing. And that tells you how, uh, how vital it is to them to get out. They're willing to take the chance and go to a country where they may not actually be accepted. There's two great human stories involved in all this. One has to do with an American man, young man, 
who is helping in a huge way, a private guy, all right, from a, his own money, helping these people. A guy named Christopher Catrambone, and he's originally from New Orleans. He was on vacation in St. Thomas. I'll make this quick. Uh, Katrina blew through there, screwed up St. Thomas, but ruined his home and all of his real property in Lake Charles, Louisiana. He and two buddies who were also with him in St. Thomas at the time collected their money they got from FEMA for the damage, Yeah, opened a bar on a boat, made some money. During this period, he gets a freelance job. His old occupation was as an insurance, uh, what do you call it? Adjuster. Adjuster, appraiser, yep. whatever, mm-hmm. the, whatever they're called. He would have been the guy that would have gone around and videotaped people. To make sure that they were, if they were disabled, they weren't out playing golf or wrestling matches, you know, hot oil wrestling down at the Tropicana. Yeah, right. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> so, at any rate, what he does is he gets a job in Dubai, uh, and it's, it's searching out uh, insurance and hospitalization help for American people over in the Middle East. Yeah. In that horrible zone, Mm -hmm. people, not only U.S. contractors, but citizens who are over there working and so forth. And he gets a grand idea to create a network of hospitals and uh, an insurance company to uh, insure Americans in a war zone. A war zone insurance. Think about how expensive that could be if yep. you're asking, you know, the Blackwater to, <laughs> to pay for it, okay? Yeah, right. Um, and short term, obviously, that could be really expensive also. So, obviously, it's a raging success. He goes from Katrina devastation to millions and millions of dollars, uh, takes his money, and, and seeing the plight of these people there, uh, buys an old container ship, throws three million bucks into that to fix it up so it's habitable for people on yep. the trip from the Middle East yeah. to Europe, say, for instance, Italy, Greece, someplace, someplace that will let them come in uh, because it varies. You know, yeah. <laughs> the European countries are, are putting the brakes on allowing these people to, to, to you know, have domicile in their countries. They don't want to take care of them. No. So, and, and they just—they're putting them in uh, like uh, in big camps, camps or a local football stadium or something like that. Exactly, they're afraid. Not only number one, they won't be able to handle them, won't be able to take care of them. Well, but this they're is afraid after, of, uh, ter- uh, and this is after also. centuries. Of so many of these countries, and they're being forced to rethink their at, their provincial attitudes. So many of these countries in in Europe. No, no, no. They're horribly mo- racist in the most part. Yeah, Western Europe, all of Europe, oh, for that matter. The, if you're not Finnish or German or Dutch yeah, or whatever, you it don't is, belong here yeah exactly so they're reverting to the same type of thinking and got him into trouble in the 1930s so you know which allows craziness to prevail and you know eastern european jews and and uh, lots of other people they're leaving you know western uh, western europe uh, for their own safety they're refugees we have a refugee problem the same same group of countries are, are involved in it. Yep. So at any rate, we should uh, we should sh- salute Christopher Catrambone and his War Zone Insurance Company for making enough money and having the cojones yep. to, to put together a boat and save human lives. See, most people are looking at the Middle East and saying, well, they're all terrorists. Well, yeah. no, of course they're not. No. Of course they're not. No, they're not. And they're not all Muslims.
No. And and uh, not all Muslims are, are bad people. Correct. In fact, most, most are good people. There's, exactly. Uh, for the most part, uh, there are a lot of people who just interpret, and it's the same with every religion. They'll interpret something they read in their holy book uh, to mean uh, kill everybody. Oh, you're talking about Mississippi. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't say that. No. I, I always give Mississippi a lot of crap. You know, y- there are great people that come out of the state of Mississippi. You know who Celia Ward is? The actress? Oh, yeah, sure. She's in Mississippi. Is she? You betcha. Is she a terrorist? Uh, no, I don't think so. She just plays one on TV. Oh, okay, good. Uh, but th- but this guy, Christopher, his, uh, his association, his group uh, is the Migrant Offshore Aid Station. Yeah. You can uh, look that up, and I think they take donations, although the guy's using his own cash. So yeah, he's yeah. saving lives over there, and my right. hat's off to him. Yeah. In uh, a few months, the six-month grace period will be up for 2015 college graduates. And they'll have to start paying back their loans. Really? Yeah. This is uh, this is from a USA Today article that says uh, millennials are billions of dollars oh, in yeah. debt. In fact, student loan debt is higher than credit card debt by yeah. billions of dollars. Yeah. The average student has thirty-five grand to pay back. All right. Let me ask you this. And this is off the top of my mind, if I remember correctly. What do you think the average age of a student loan ower is? Oh. Twenty-three. Early 40s. What? People are carrying student loan debt from the 70s. Really? Some of them are, yeah. Well, of course, from the These 70s. These guys wouldn't be 70s. It's, That's me. It's not a lot. So, well, unless you went for your doctorate. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're Van Wilder. You're still in college. Yeah, right. But you know what? If you've got a $35,000 student loan uh, and— uh, Now you're paying 10 bucks a month. What's your take-home pay? Well, twelve hundred dollars probably, probably. But the payment on a thirty-five hundred dollar loan is uh, is three hundred sixty bucks a month. Yes. Ooh. See, that's a lot of cash. Well, at any rate, a lot of people just keep deferring and deferring and paying a little bit and paying a little bit and restructuring and restructuring and yep. you know, like, like I say, student loan debt is it's the biggest debt that we have in the country. Survey of uh, over half of the people. Over half of us out there, a survey says that over half of us out there lie about our relationship status on social media. The top reason is <laughs> to feel desirable. Uh, they want to have an affair. They're embarrassed about their relationship, or it's not serious enough yet. They just want to cover up the fact that they're losers. Yeah. Now, what we uh, guys are, uh, generally speaking, when it comes to understanding women, is losers. We don't know a <laughs> thing about women. We just kind of muddle our way through and hope it works out well. And it's usually, it, usually when it does work well, it's because the lady is patient and understanding and, and, uh, and cuts us a break. Or she's got some serious plans of her own. But we're going to learn a thing or two uh, coming up next from the author of the book, Mastering Women, The Real Truth About Women That Will Change Your Life Forever. She'll be right here in the studio with us next on Phil Hewlett and Friends. In sports, speed is everything. When it comes to headache relief, speed is the only thing. Introducing Goody's Headache Relief Shot, the all-new liquid fast formula. Just screw off the top, down the shot, and knock back pain for fast, long-lasting relief. Leave headache pain behind with Goody's Headache Relief Shot. Available now at Walgreens. I want to tell you about a spectacular dining experience. It's Ports of Call Waterfront Dining, award-winning service and cuisine with a view of the dynamic L.A. Harbor from every seat. Enjoy daily sunset specials as well as the South Bay's best champagne brunch. The outdoor harborside patio is a perfect setting for happy hour every weekday from 3 to 8. Ports of Call Waterfront Dining. For reservations and directions, 
Visit portsacalldining.com or call 310-833-3553. All right, thanks for tuning in. It's Phil Hewlett and Friends. I'm Phil. Ted is here as well. And uh, in our studio right now is the author of the book, which incidentally is available in the store at philhewlettandfriends.com. Go over there, buy it, especially you guys and and ladies. Why don't you buy it too so that you can double check (laughs) yourself. It's called Mastering Women, the Real Truth About Women That Will Change Your Life Forever. Uh, and joining us now is the host of the Men's Advocate Show, which is heard yeah. in uh, Southern California on KCAA, 1050 AM, Tuesday nights at 6. Uh, and uh, and it's Linda Gross. She's here. Linda, is yeah. the show up? Can people hear it on demand? Is it podcast somewhere as well? Any and all of the above, yes. Yes. It's, it's on, this, on the station website. It's on TuneIn. Uh, you can listen to it live or on demand. You can call call in with a plain old uh, landline phone if you want, yeah. or wow. just uh, <laughs> and you, yeah. and, and you interviewed almost. Uh, well, you didn't talk to me or Ted, but you interviewed almost every other man on the planet to write this book, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> About twenty thousand men, really. Twenty thousand, really. Men, yes. Yep. I started writing the book on my own and I got to about the sixth or seventh chapter and I threw it in the trash. I said, no one wants to hear me get on a soapbox talking about this stuff. Let me take it to the man on the street. What do you guys want to know? So I asked them, yeah, so I asked them, what's your headaches, your problems, your roadblocks? What are you not successful with? And all those uh, letters start pouring in, and that's yeah. that was the start of the book. Well, I was going to say, why, why do we need to listen to you? But apparently, all you're doing is is regurgitating back with the with the men. Well, no, wait a minute. You no. you give no, you give the practical questions. advice, right? They ask their questions. All right. So, what's the number then, one uh, problem that men have with women? The number one thing that they were concerned about is why does nice guy not work? Oh. Because women yes. run around telling you, oh, we want a nice guy, mm-hmm. you right. know, but that's so not true. Oh, we, and another lie is we want a guy to make us laugh. No, not true. <laughs> it's, it's, it's on the list, but it's like number 20. It's re- and, and if I had a dollar for every time I hear women say that, yeah. it's not true. So uh-huh. Because there are plenty of guys who are totally funny, but they're not going to bed them. So I'd always right. seen the, the guys who treat the women poorly. And the women run back to them every time. Right. So the number one quality they are looking for is confidence. Oh, they they mistake mistake bad treatment for confidence. Right. Because they they mistake that for the guy knows what he wants and Uh, that's sexy. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, it's, oh, it's in a it's bad a, direction. I want yeah. you to shut up. And, and that's sexy, right? <laughs> Women like that, I guess. Oh, no, they God. liked. I mean, inherently, we like to be dominated to some degree. I mean, oh. not not back. Ladies not, hate not to, to listen the, to you say all these truths, I know, don't they? Not to the degree that it was back in our Father's Day sure. and Grandfather's Day when it was yeah. totally lopsided. It was yeah. like right. 90% 10 um, but I write in my book that you have to be the man has to be at least one percent more of a man than she is. Huh? Otherwise, it's not going to work. Oh, you know what? It's, it's someone's someone's got to lead the dance. You can't have two people leading the dance Correct. because yeah. you're yeah. going to step on each other's foot. Well, see, I got lucky along the way. Uh, in high school, this is when uh, the whole uh, women's lib thing in the '70s got real big. I was yeah. in high school in the mid '70s. And uh, and the whole ERA, everything. Everything was women's lib. Yeah. And so when I got to college, okay, fine. I'm not opening doors. I'm not doing anything like I used to do anymore uh, because women apparently don't want that. 
my uh, now wife comes along and uh, all of a sudden says, no, wait a minute. You're supposed to open the door for me. Oh, you're boy, I got to that the, too. Yeah, and, Double and, standard. And she, but she wasn't looking for that women's lib thing. She was still looking for the traditional male-female mm-hmm. relationship. And it took me right back there to where I already knew how to do this. Right. You're on the cusp. You and, could have gone either way at that point. Right. right. And, then, <laughs> and, and, and then in other places, I started to remember what it was like, and I would get the positive feedback. I'd be in a shopping mall or something, and I would open a store door for a couple of uh, elderly women, mm-hmm. and they would look at me like I was some kind of freak and right. thank me uh, endlessly for being a gentleman because they thought that that whole thing was done. Yeah, exactly. It is done. Yeah, not to one-up, but uh, my first wife was... An FBI agent. Wow. All right. So when we when we would go, it happened during the course of our relationship. Uh, it, I, she she wasn't an FBI agent, agent. Excuse me. When I met her, but okay. uh, we would go out to dinner, and she would insist that I would order for her. Oh. And I thought, now here's a woman with a gun in her purse, yeah. and I'm supposed to be I'm supposed, <laughs> I'm supposed to, be, to get this right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. What happens now? I, I, just, I just thought it was odd. So yeah. Yeah. really funny. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. So you teach men to get what they want without lies or deceit. And we were always right. taught to, you know, the whole, yeah, yeah, baby, I do love you. I love you a lot. <laughs> right. right? Uh, yeah, okay. baby, I'm you're, a movie producer. <laughs> yeah, baby, I've got, you know, $50,000 in my you're, you're ch- regular checking one. account. You're the you only know? one for me. Right. Right? Right. Uh, but, uh, but you teach guys to do it more direct without lying. Right. I teach guys how to be confident but still be honorable and a gentleman. And mm-hmm. I'm going to teach it, you know, the, the right way, the straight way, without the lies and the deceit. That That's the difference between me and a male writer mm-hmm. doing the same thing because they don't really know what women want. They're just kind of guessing at it, and maybe they've had some good luck, and that's what they're right. writing about. But, but can a women of... handle the truth? <sighs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so... look at all the online dating. Everybody fudges their, yeah, their profile. They're all, they're all and then you meet there. the person and say, well, yeah. no, wait a minute. You don't have nearly as much hair as you do in your profile photo. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, that is true. <laughs> yeah, but, but, uh, um, but the but, women, the women but, lie in their profiles as well. Of course they do. They lie about their age. They lie about their weight. They lie sure. about the pictures. Oh, yeah, the picture I just took that last week. Yeah. And meanwhile, it's, of but course, how about, five years how ago. How about the women that add things like, I'm, I'm very flexible? And then, you know, and they tap into things that guys are As looking in for. Phys- physically no, flexible? No, physically <laughs> flexible. Yes. You know, I, I can put my ankle behind my head. I can bend like a pretzel. Oh. Yeah. I go to yoga twice a week. And then that gets, and then that profile gets hit 100 times a day. Right. And then uh, you meet the lady, and she can't uh, touch her toes, let alone see them. Yes. And so what is it about the women who feel like they have to lie to the guy to get the guy? And then what do they think they're going to say when the guy shows up and says, oh, well, wait a minute. Do they really expect the guy's going to tap into the personality over the physical attraction? Yes. Well, I agree with the article that you were reading a little earlier. Uh, it's because they want everyone wants to be desirable. So if the guy is five foot seven, he's going to say he's five eleven or six right. feet or whatever because he knows that that's what 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 women want. Mm-hmm. Do you have to go there? No, you don't have to. So my book teaches you how to get there, get what you want, and do it for real. What do you think about the whole online dating thing? Should we just shuck it? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, you know, there's probably 20 ways that you can meet somebody. And I, and I say to people, use it as one avenue, one tool in, mm-hmm. in your tool, tool chest. Mm-hmm. Don't use it as the only avenue. Yeah. And realize that once you get there, 80% of the people are lying. Yeah. 
So, so, uh, as, so long, as long as you can sift through that and not get upset by it, hmm. it is what it is. Yeah. But, but don't, don't shut out other forms of dating and meeting people. Exactly. And I think it's generational also. We, um, actually, the king of producers in there, Mike Stark and I were talking about this the other day. Kids, young people, yeah. millennials we'll call them, sure. they accept the whole idea of online communication. Yes. And when they're disappointed with one, it doesn't bother them. They can they can delete and it's, right. it's out of their life. Right. And that, so, but me, you right? Know, we get stuck. I like, get why stuck. did she say that? Why That's did right. she do that? Exactly. Why did she stand me? Yeah, I know. I Actually, it's even easier now today than it was five ten years ago. Now they have Tinder, so you just swipe left, exactly. swipe right. I mean, it's just an on button or an off button. That's yeah. right. And so there's nothing. It's, it seems to be nothing <laughs> personal about it. But eh, you know, it gets right. personal later. I assume. So help a guy in in a in a bar. It's a single scene. There are a couple of ladies. <laughs> <laughs> and they're clearly wearing the come over and talk to me outfit, the okay. attire. You, you know, they sell that at the store. There's a department in the store. <laughs> come over and talk to me. With a sign and, over the department yes, head. That's yeah. the come over and talk to me uh, attire. <laughs> they're well uniformed, ready to go. And uh, you want to walk over and talk to them. So what uh, what do you tell guys about that instance? Yes. Good question. Um, you know, I know a lot of guys use pickup lines. My contention is you don't have to use a pickup line. What I would do before you walk over there is look around the room, see if you have something in common first before you walk over there. So if you're if the band is playing, you know, your opening line might be, Wow, have you heard this band before? I mm-hmm. really like them. Yeah. Oh yes, I was here last week, whatever. Yeah. Okay, so that's the icebreaker. Or if there's something that you see about her or maybe that you overheard, maybe she was talking about going to the bowl or something like that. Use use commonality as your ice I'm always worried about the awkward moment. You know, <laughs> I, she's got open sho- uh, toe shoes, and I say, yeah. oh, I see you've got a hammer toe. I have a hammer toe, too. <laughs> and when all it, else that, fails... Does that work? Yeah, about no. the, about yeah. the sh- uh, shoes. When all else fails and you really can't think of anything, just uh-huh. compliment her shoes. If she's got nice shoes, okay. yeah. just say nice shoes. Suit, shoes. Is that the fastest way to the heart for a lady? For, for men, it's women, food. We're, for we're, women, it's shoes. Yeah, we're shoes shoe addicts. Day. That's crazy. <laughs> That's funny. Are those, now, if they're ugly shoes, I guess you can't use yeah. that line. But Are those Christians or did you just paint that red on the bottom? <laughs> right. right? Yeah. Step in red paint. Yes. Yeah. Oh, gosh. All right. Again, the book, it's in the store. At philhewlettandfriends.com. It's called Mastering Women, the Real Truth About Women That Will Change Your Life Forever. And we're talking to you, men. And uh, see and watch. Listen. No, listen to the show, The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. Look for it online or listen to it in Los Angeles Tuesday nights at 6 on KCAA, 1050 AM. Did I get all that right? You did. Thank you so much for visiting. Yeah, thank thanks, you for Linda. having me. I think fun. we learned a thanks. couple. It was you know, great, Ted. Did you learn something, Ted? You're going to put it into the action? I'm right. I'm taking notes. Shut up. All right, good. <laughs> I'm all taken care of over here. All right, up next on the program, if you're headed for a vacation, what the heck are you doing? It's time to shift gears, get out of that little box that you've been in vacation-wise forever. Time to have a purpose Marco Aguilar is going to talk to you next right here on Phil Hewlett and Friends. All right, here we go. We're sick and tired of work and we could use a vacation. (laughs) And that's why we're going to talk to the man behind the website, thepowerofvacation.com, and the upcoming book. I don't think it's out yet, The Power of Vacation, Keys to the magic of intentional uh-huh. time off, a time off that uh, so many people don't even take anymore. It's hard to believe. Yeah, like something like 400 million people don't take their uh, 
Uh, uh, Marco Aguilar is here. Is that what's the numbers? People don't take their time off anymore. How many? Hi, Phil. Uh, it's over 430 million vacation days go unused every year in the U.S. That's uh, insane. Yes. It's oh. crazy. And right, and you use it or you lose it. Exactly. And, and you're losing more by not taking your vacation because uh, you uh, preach. And, and you've traveled all over the world, but you preach about, uh, you know, going on vacation to discover yourself more than discovering the places that you visit. And, and you can discover yourself, but you have to have some kind of purpose behind your vacation. Don't just book a hotel and some excursions, but, but, but what? What do you do to get out of that box? Well, you know, actually, a lot of people, one of the reasons why a lot of people don't take their vacations is because they go to the same place over and over again, typically a beach resort, and they mm. do nothing. They just sit by the, by the beach or the pool for seven days, sipping margaritas, doing nothing. And after a while, that gets kind of boring and old. Yeah. And so then, you know, the following year, people say, yeah, you know, I, I didn't get much out of that vacation. It just cost me money. And I was even more tired when I came back. So why take a vacation? <laughs> yeah, you could go to the beach right up the street from your house in many cases. Exactly. So, so the idea is, and what I suggest, is to, to do those things that you've always wanted to do, maybe since you were a, a little kid. Uh, plan your vacation ahead of time with a purpose. And, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, becoming a, a Buddhist monk and going to Tibet for the next seven years. But if you for instance, if you want to learn to meditate, to paint, to write, write maybe a book, a hmm. poems, uh, there's all kinds of things. Really, you have to, to look inside of you and see what are those things that really drive you, what you're passionate about. And like I said, let your passion be your tour guide. Hmm. Now, what if you are uh, one of those people who just uh, endemically can't put a finger on, your, on a passion? You, you just kind of exist in life, and you get things done every day, and you get, get home, and you crash on the couch, and you go to sleep, and you do the thing all over again, and you don't really have time to be passionate about anything. Uh, there's so many people that are like that. Mm -hmm. Yes, and it's very sad, and that's, that's the point, you know. Vacations can be very transformative. In my personal experience, a lot of magical stuff happens when you travel. And Albert Einstein said that to do the th same thing over and over again and expect a different result. Hey, it's crazy. That's, that's crazy. It's a delusion. So you really need to not just, you know, take a vacation and stay home, what some people call a staycation. I don't believe in staycations. You really need to go and do something different, go to a different place. And, and that's when the magic shows up. You might meet uh, people that uh, might help you with your career, might offer you a job. In my case, I've been offered job and partnerships and business proposals when I've been traveling. I've met a lot of interesting people. I've, I've uh, become friends with, with people who are now my friends for life. Uh, people fall in love when they travel. Mm -hmm. Just a lot of a lot of cool stuff can happen when you step out of your uh, ordinary everyday life yeah. and be open to to this great adventure that is called life. Yeah. Now, let's say you like going fishing, but you never learned how to do the fly fishing. So rather than just going up to the the local lake or the or the river, maybe you fly to Patagonia. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And while you're there, you might experience, you know, other food, other type of drinks, people, and it just opens up your mind. Right. And I mean, that's that's so beyond the beaten path. I mean, I would never think to go to Patagonia for it. I mean, it's just it's like another world there. And, and I'll have to find people who I don't know, maybe they live in villages or I don't know what they do there. And, yeah. and so I'm going to I'm going to have some kind of culture shock, which will be good for me. 
Hey, Marco, I've got a question for you. Is there such a thing as a working vacation? No. Uh, you mean like bringing your work? Yeah. No, no. You, you really shouldn't. You really need to, to, you know, leave everything behind, disconnect, and, and, and restore. You know, restore yourself, refresh your mind, uh, look at things from a different point of view, and really try to disconnect. And the way to do it is let your your customers, your clients, your colleagues know ahead of time, you know, a week ahead of time at least, that you're going to be gone. So it does. it's not a surprise. Another of the reasons why people don't take a vacation is because they're afraid that when they come back, they're going to have a thousand emails waiting for them, yeah, yeah. a pile of papers, a pile yeah. of work. Yeah. And they say, you know, it's, it's not worth it. And there's also a delusion that some people think that they are so important they can't leave. That's also very true. But if you let, you know, like I was saying, if you let your customers, your colleagues know that you're going to be gone starting, you know, whenever, most people will respect that and they will not email you. They will not overload you while you're gone. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. And, and, and now, a lot of what you're talking about sounds expensive. And, and, but on the other hand, very often, and you tell me if this is the kind of thing that you think people should do on their vacation. Uh, from time to time, folks think, okay, I want to make a difference in the world. So they go on one of these trips, mission trips, or whatever they are, and they, they go to a, a village somewhere in the third world, and they, and they paint a schoolhouse, or, or they build, a, they build a, a, a domicile for somebody. Right. And, and they learn a lot about themselves and about the people, and, and they become more humanitarian uh, for, for a short period of time. Now, is that a vacation, or is that something else? It is a vacation. Uh, you, like you said, you learn a lot from that. You get a lot of personal satisfaction out of that. You're helping others. You get to see other places. And even when, you know, if, if people go to the beach, let's say they go to Puerto Vallarta for a week, you can always find an opportunity to spend a morning, to spend a day, maybe helping out in an orphanage or in a, in a village near Puerto Vallarta where they need to build a water well or, or a new basketball court. There's opportunities everywhere to help people. And nowadays they are very easily available. It's just a matter of even just Googling, you know, volunteer vacations, and you'll get a ton of information. And, and you don't have to go to Africa, to the middle of Africa, for an opportunity like that. Right here in the U.S., there's a lot of people in need. There's a lot of people that need, you know, help building uh, houses, building sports facilities, and that they don't have all the money and the resources, and that's where you can come in and, and help. All right. Now, on the other side of the spectrum, I'm the kind of guy who, when I take a vacation, I like to go someplace and just sit on a rock and, and look out uh, on, a, on an empty lake and not see anybody for the entire week or two that I'm there. Um, now, am I devoid of uh, humanity, or am, am I in the category of, uh, of the kind of vacation that you would recommend? Yes, yes. You know, if, if that's your purpose, just to sit there and reflect on life, reflect on yourself, come up with ideas for whatever you're doing or whatever projects you want to do, that's a perfect example. Uh, going on a meditation retreat, um, going to the national parks, that's, an, that's a very inexpensive option that I recommend a lot. The national parks are in great shape. They're clean. They're safe. Uh, they're beautiful. And people don't take advantage of the national parks. And every state except for Delaware has a national park. A lot of people think of national parks being just mountains and, and forests. But there's all sorts of national parks. Some, some are battlefields. Some are historical sites. 
And also, one of the misconceptions about the national parks is that you have to go camping to visit a national park. And in many cases, you can sleep in a five-star hotel within an hour's drive of a national park, as is the case, for instance, with the Everglades National Park or the Key Biscayne National Park Mm. in in, uh, South Florida, where within an hour's drive, you can sleep in a very nice luxury hotel in in Miami Mm. or Rocky Mountain National Park in Colorado, where you can sleep in um, Estes Park, right outside the park, uh, at the Stanley Hotel, very historic. That's where Stephen King got the inspiration to. Oh, yeah, Shining. sure. Oh, The Shining. Oh. Amazing hotel. It has one of the largest whiskey collections anywhere in the U.S. It's, <laughs> it's quite a place to visit. Now they do. Wait <laughs> till I visit. Uh, but how, now, let me, before, before we let you go, we've learned so much here today. Uh, how we Americans have a different perspective uh, w- with work and vacation than uh, those in Europe and other places. How long each year should we take for our vacation, and, and should we have more than one? Oh, you definitely should have more than one, and you should have at least one two-week-long vacation, at least two weeks. Consider that it takes you at least a couple of days to, to wind down, to relax, to disconnect, and then if you're only taking a long weekend. You're, you know, by the time you start getting and enjoying your, your vacation, you have to come back. So it's, it's okay to take the long weekends, Thanksgiving, or, you know, any chance you have. But you really need at least one long vacation every year. Yeah. If you can take two, even better. All right. I'm at a deficit. I'm about three, three years behind on, I, on vacation. I've so. been on vacation since, what, well, about yeah. three years. Well, you know, for some of us, <laughs> we just uh, put our brain on vacation for yep. a couple of weeks, and that, and that does the trick. All right. The, uh, is your book out yet? No, not yet. Uh, hopefully it'll be out at some point next year. The Power of Vacation, Keys to the Magic of Intentional Time Off. Correct. All right. Fantastic. Always great to speak with you. Marco Aguilar, you're the best, and we'll talk to you again soon, I hope. Yes. Thank you for having me, Phil. Are you going on vacation soon, by the way? <laughs> well, I'm kind of uh, enjoying a, a vacation right now. I'm in Aspen, Colorado, and it's beautiful. Ooh, I'm... nice. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Say hello to a rock or a tree or a, or a lake for me. I will. All right. Thank you, Marco. Thank you. All right. There you go. Now, see, don't you feel bad? You haven't t- taken a vacation in a while. You it, should just take one. Take... I haven't done one. My wife's going to. She listens. She's listening right now. Uh, she's lining it up, pal. Yeah. yeah. I just, you I, better get Linda's book and you know get her lined up. I, I've, I've forgotten <laughs> what it's like to just shut off the work uh, button. That's yeah, a very good thing. And, uh, and get back into it. I mean, so many people are like that now. Yeah, I actually did that like two or three years ago, you know, retiring early. Yeah. I had to get off the freeway or I was going to skin myself alive. Oh, gosh. I'm don't, serious. Don't do that. Yeah. All right. So uh, how controlled is our border? And uh, where are you going to shop? Uh, there are The grocery store is going away, and they've only been there for a couple of weeks. Uh, th- th- you don't yeah. know what I'm talking about, but you will if you stick with us and listen to us when we return here on Phil Hewlett and Friends. In sports, speed is everything. When it comes to headache relief, speed is the only thing. Introducing Goody's Headache Relief Shot, the all-new liquid fast formula. Just screw off the top, down the shot, and knock back pain for fast, long-lasting relief. Leave headache pain behind with Goody's Headache Relief Shot. Available now at Walgreens.
I want to tell you about a spectacular dining experience. It's Ports of Call Waterfront Dining, award-winning service and cuisine with a view of the dynamic L.A. Harbor from every seat. Enjoy daily sunset specials as well as the South Bay's best champagne brunch. The outdoor harborside patio is a perfect setting for happy hour every weekday from 3 to 8. Ports of Call Waterfront Dining. For reservations and directions, visit portsofcalldining.com or call 310-833-3553. All right, we get it. Going to a wedding is expensive, but some of you are seriously cheap when it comes to wedding gifts. According to a new survey, 41% of people have given something from their own home as a wedding gift. I believe it. And uh, here are four other stats that they found. 20% have signed their name on another guest's gift without contributing to it. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't used that one yet. I'm one in ten one. have lied and told a married couple that their wedding gift was on the way when it wasn't mm-hmm, because true. they hadn't bought it yet. Well, you know, t- I think uh, in terms of etiquette, you've got like six months. Yeah, that's true. Etiquette. People forget etiquette because mm-hmm. they don't even know how to say it uh, when they see the word. People only want to spend an average of 70 bucks on a gift, which it might, that's a lot of money, frankly. But when it comes to their own wedding, they think people should spend around 80 bucks. Sure. Yeah. 7% of us would prefer not to give gifts at all if we had a choice. Uh, I, that's me. Yeah. And uh, basically, uh, people stress about what to buy, how much to spend, and whether they'll have to overspend to avoid looking cheap. Well, then, you know, you got your friends who are getting married, and they what, what, they go to, like, Nord... I mean, uh, what's, what's yeah, well, Neiman what, Marcus? Yeah, wherever it is, the <laughs> registry, and you, yeah. and one fork is, is you know, 60 bucks. <laughs> right. <laughs> And, and you're going to just get one fork? No, you got to right. get the spoon and the knife. And now, wait a minute. I just got one place setting. Yeah. I didn't even get the plate or the or the soap dish. I want the suitcase that opens up into a trailer. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I want. And then, oh, here are the placemats for $40. It's Good. Sh- that's what I'm getting. Oh, crazy. somebody already got the placemats. they're Darn. gone. Yeah. Whoops. You got to get it. All right. Now, uh, it, it does. It seems. Seriously, though, when was the last time you were at a wedding? You got invited and you went. Uh, it's been about a year. A year. Yeah. And and prior to that, it was about a year. It seems like I go to one no every kidding. year, year and a half, something I'm, like that. I guess people, I, they don't invite me because I know I'm cheap. But it's because, you know, I have daughters <laughs> in that marrying yeah, age, yeah. and a lot of their friends are getting married, and right. some of them uh, are friends of the family. Right. And, and, uh, and then there are family members who get married uh, as well. All right. So uh, here's, the, here's the thing. Uh, we're in the middle of a political uh, cycle, and sooner or later, uh, <laughs> border control, and well, it has already to some degree, but it really hasn't hopped up. It, do, it doesn't really seem to have the legs that it has in the past, but building a fence or a wall or all this kind of stuff that people talk about, and and, and people are going to come in if they want to come in. They're talking about the basic, you know, illegal immigration thing, and this this part of the the conversation hasn't come up yet. Not really. No. This was the... the, is he the superintendent? Is he the chief? He's uh, of the U.S. National Border Service. Yeah. He's the head honcho. Uh He's the big cojone. He's the big dude. Yeah. And New, uh, the National Border Service, is, NABS. Nab- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, him, that guy, Charlie Nabs. <laughs> right. Well, his his big proclamation within the last couple of days was that, are you ready? What? Our border is safe, but only 40% of it. Oh, it's it's forty percent of it is safe, or it's forty percent of it's controlled, or the entire border is forty percent safe. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, 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 forty percent of the border, the border, wow. our southern border. So sixty percent, not Canada, because they're not they're harmless. Is wide open, right? Well, it makes sense. I mean, you can't guard all of it, can you? So, is it Pima County? 
That's in Arizona, I believe. And it's, Am I right? it's like a freeway of armed people escorting people across. After a certain time of the evening, right? Time After of the night. sun goes down? Sun goes down. Pima County, woohoo. <clears throat> Even on your own property, it's yeah. just nuts. 40%. Scary. Yeah. We always try to have a heartwarming uh, story to just kind of balance things out on the program. And, and a woman in southern China was struck by lightning this week. Heartwarming. And her bra might have saved her life. We, we don't know her full name yet, uh, but her last name is Lai. She's in her mid-30s. Uh, and right after her son left to go jogging in a park, it started raining. So she decided to bring him an umbrella. And she got hit while she was walking around looking for it. So it didn't hit the umbrella? It hit the, hit the bra? Well, no, it, apparently it hit the umbrella first. Ah. Then it hit her. And someone found her lying on the ground unconscious. <laughs> and she says she didn't even realize what happened until she woke up in the hospital. And when doctors examined her, they realized the underwire in her bra must have gotten super hot because there were two burn oh. marks on her chest. Oh, now, it's still not clear if uh, she'll have any lasting effects from being struck, but according to an expert, it looks like the metal in her bra redirected the lightning away from her vital organs. Wow. And that's why she survived. Well, there you go. That's it. So, la- ladies, go get those push-ups. So, other than a couple of <clears throat> facial twists and uh, and she uh, <laughs> stomps around in circles. Now, do you believe that a little electric okay. sh- uh, jolt, a little shock is good for your uh, personality? Wake up the brain a bit to uh, get know. the cobwebs out of there? I could use a good jolt. In <laughs> right. <laughs> well, if you want a six-pack of Jolt Cola, you won't be buying it at one grocery chain because they've packed up the, uh, the wagon and they're headed out of town. They, these guys, well... I mistakenly, my favorite Albertsons was right over here in Long Beach, California. That's a, a Western. Is Albertsons a national chain or a West Coast? I area think it's pretty chain? much. No, no. Yeah, they were in Florida also. Were they? See, okay. When I lived in Florida, yeah. So and I used to go in there, and I thought, well, you know, I, I pull up in the parking lot, I look up on the 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 marquee, and it doesn't say Albertsons anymore. It says Hoggins, and I think, okay, what's this? All right, it's probably cheaper than Gelson's. I'll go in. Yeah, Gelson's ain't cheap. And I go into Hoggins, and, uh, well, you know, it's a nice store, and everybody's very, very nice. How are you, sir? Good to see you. Can I show you anything? Can I, you know, can I get anything for All that's going on. And the deli, and they were as expensive as Gelson's, (laughs) quite honestly. Well, which might be part of the big problem, because they have declared bankruptcy, um, Back in March, it's the quickest, fastest uh, executed bankruptcy in in corporate history because it's over now. Mm-hmm. Um, and what happened was there they bought all of the Albertson stores, or at least a good many of them, um, down here in Southern California and elsewhere, and pretty much ran them into the ground real quick. They, yeah. All of their vendors are lined up now to you know get three cents on the dollar for everything they now, own. What are they bankrupt? They are bankrupt. <gasps> And it's over. And uh, they're suing Albertsons uh, because their their contention is that Albertsons screwed them on the on the, on the oh, purchase. Well, and yeah. they probably did. Yeah. And then they and they were thinking that they were screwing Albertsons on the on the deal. Sure, everybody so thinks they got the leg up. It was a mutual screwing, and nobody's happy. Yeah. It doesn't usually happen. No. One of the others usually okay with the screwing. So what happens to the neighborhoods now? They have a big empty uh, supermarket. I would assume so. And yeah. anybody smart like Ralph's or any of the other existing stores will mm-hmm. might very possibly move in there. And, well, why don't you open a, up your own grocery store? Ten. Trash pies, yeah. pizza. There you go. Right there. Yeah. What do you think? Charge people to put their stuff on the shelves like they do, right?
Who? The, the supermarkets. They charge people oh, to put oh, their oh, stuff on course. the shelf. Of course, shelving they do. Fees, it's right? a marketing arrangement. Here's a guy that could afford anything. Uh, last week, a uh, Swedish gamer, he's a video gamer, he's got his own gamer <laughs> channel on YouTube, and he's huge. His name is uh, PewDiePie. Pie. He made it in the Guinness Book of World Records for the most YouTube followers. 39 million. The dude is um, so rich. How much do they pay for, for those viewers? Well, well, he gets advertising revenue off of that. And he just set another record. He's the first person to get, to ever get, 10 billion total views on YouTube. Jeez. So uh, assign a cost per thousand uh, advertising dollar to that and figure out how much money he's making. Well, that's it for the program today. We're so glad you came along. Click contact at philhewlettandfriends.com and leave a comment. You can also find us on Twitter at Faf Show. We're on Facebook. Like us, thanks. Listen to us on iTunes. Subscribe. Thanks to our executive producer, Mike Stark, our producer, Brooke Peterson, our production assistant, Ryan Hayden, who forgot to show up today. Our theme song is composed and performed by Russ Mons. And for Ted Pritchard and all the friends, I'm yeah. Phil Hewlett. Can't wait to talk with you next time on Phil Hewlett and Friends. In sports, speed is everything. When it comes to headache relief, speed is the only thing. Introducing Goody's Headache Relief Shot, the all-new liquid fast formula. Just screw off the top, down the shot, and knock back pain for fast, long-lasting relief. Leave headache pain behind with Goody's Headache Relief Shot, available now at Walgreens. Here's a great idea for your next outing. A cruise of the L.A. Harbor on a Spirit Cruises yacht. Whether you have a large party, a company outing, wedding reception, a reunion, or you need the perfect setting for a romantic evening, Spirit Cruises offers everything you need to relax and enjoy your time on the water. For a limited time, enjoy Sunday brunch at Portsacal Waterfront Dining right next door. And the first Spirit Cruises Harbor Cruise of the Day is free. For more information, call 310-548-8080 or visit spiritmarine.com.